This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. We are living in a time where our future is uncertain, which means youth voice is as important as ever. Kia ora. Join me, Leo, on Operation Rakatahi on ORFM's Youth Zone, 105.4 FM, 1575 AM or online at oar.org.nz or download the app on Google Play or the Apple App Store. Kia ora and welcome back to Operation Rakatahi with Leo. So, um, it's been a couple of weeks and we're still at level two, and um, which is fine, but it's not perfect, but we're all living with it and that's okay, but... Time should, yeah, so this week on the show, I'm going to be talking about two different topics, one before the main song break and one after the main song break. Um, First up, I'm going to be talking about Ivali, which is e-cigarette or vaping use associated lung injury, which is a really new injury that isn't really been talked about at all, that I think should be talked about because actually um, youth have the highest intake of using um, e-cigarettes or vapes of any age group so and I haven't heard anybody talk about Ivali at all in any way and I thought actually this is a good time to talk about it as a potential risk Um, yeah and then after the song break later I'll be talking about um the city of Jakarta and how it's sinking and its origins and everything because there's a lot to unpack with that and it's got a long history of why it's happening and I thought actually it should be talked about because it is a really big issue. But first up, I'm going to be talking about Ivali and um, it's only a really new um, injury that um, doctors and scientists have picked up on. It was only first identified in 2019 and there isn't much known about it, but it's this vi- it, it, it reads like a um, to many people it reads as lots of preliminary illnesses that can happen that lots of people get. So it often can be misdiagnosed and people don't know that they have it and it's a new thing and it should be talked about and I'm going to talk about what is out there because because there's still more to be known about this, but also it should be a risk that we should be talking about that no one is. But first off, I'm not telling people with this show, as a disclaimer, I'm not telling people whether they should or should not vape. That's their choice. I'm talking about what Ivali is and what its potential risk is for us young people. So, yeah, there we go. So, Ivali... Avali stands for e-cigarette or vaping use associated lung injury and seeing as it's so new it used to be originally known as VAPI which is vaping associated preliminary illness and they've come to find out that it's not really an illness because it's not derived from a virus or anything so they've decided to call it call it an injury because it's actually more technically an injury as a side effect of um, long use of vaping. So, yeah. And because the reason why it's only so new is it only came out in 2019. First cases were reported of this in 2019. And it's only been almost a decade since they've been on the market because they got first introduced in 2010 widespread across the world. And they've taken a while to come into popular use as they have in the last five years and that's why it's such a new thing and it's kind of a really big phenomenon but it's a really quiet phenomenon amongst the world because no one's talking about it because apparently from what I'm reading it's only really been talked about in doctors and scientific circles which is really weird and I only first came across it watching New Amsterdam and they had an episode which is a um, and New Amsterdam is a is a workplace drama about doctors and nurses in this hospital called New Amsterdam. But they had an episode centered around this teenage boy who got admitted with a vali. And I watched it thinking, oh, yeah, this is not real because I had never heard of it. But I went and searched it up because I was interested. And I found out it actually was a real illness that they were – a real injury that um, – 
they were surrounding an entire episode around and I was reading so much more about it and I'm like why is nobody talking about this because this is such a huge issue and it has great impacts on people and I think it should be definitely talk about and actually be in our in our consciousness especially as young people because yeah but you might want to know what causes it um um health officials have found there's an a vitamin e acetate which is a additive that is added to the thc um juices that come with vaping and apparently it has a particular it's that's what they think is causing these issues with um evali in, in people's lungs but then still not genuinely sure whether it is actually the found source of it in the in the vaping juice so then or yeah and there's other research that's gone into it and people assume it's literally the vapor that is almost jellifying our lungs which the fact that it's really unsure what causes it and what places it and if you read more about it there are lots more studies going into this talking about this because the fact that even these scientists that are science that are and doctors that have been looking at this day on day on studying this because actually the fact that we don't know is almost a scary thing and like it should be talked about it's, yeah but the problem is you can't test for it like for a value like you would with covid where it's a big swab and then they it's a positive or a negative they're not really sure whether you have it unless you realistically they only really diagnose you because you may have symptoms of other respiratory diseases like covid um, or influenza or pneumonia or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the problem is it often gets read as that and then people get tested for those viruses or diseases and they all come back negative and they're not really sure and it's not really until everything that they can test under the sun comes back and then they ask you whether you're a vape user that they can realistically go, yeah, this is a valley because actually you can get side effects from this that includes shortness of breath fever and chills coughing vomiting diarrhea headaches dizziness rapid heart rate and chest pain and often doctors will when this when you do get diagnosed with it and it's usually a long process by the time people can work out what it is and it's a really big deal because They'll do lots and lots of x-rays or CT scans because often most people who have a Vali or what they find to be a Vali after numerous testings and evaluating um, your vape, people's vaping history, they often have on these CT scans or chest x-rays, they often find lots of hazy patches. The fact that they're not really exactly sure what it exactly is is the scary thing. They often find hazy spots on people's lungs, which is what they call it because they haven't got a name for it um, other than Avali as a whole thing but um, these are particular these hazy spots are identified as particular um, tissue damages to the lung and the fact that people are talking about like vaping as a good alternative to smoking and that it's better for you for smoking well in some places it's better but not entirely it doesn't give you cancer as far as we know because we haven't got generations of people to test the fact that it's creating da tissue damage to your lung and there has been things that it does almost jellify your lungs in a weird way which uh, they don't really have a really specific the fact that Avali is so widespread and it's damages caused by vaping is quite scary. And the fact that they don't exactly know how it came to be and it's what is in the in in the vape as the product and the or the 
all the vape juices that you're ingesting or whether it's the vapor itself they don't know exactly what it is and what has happened is of all of all cases like the fact is whenever you read anything about it you're only going to get united states information because this is the biggest it's the biggest country that have had studies into i wasn't able to find any new zealand studies into this and i could be i could not a there could be some out there. I genuinely could not find them. So whenever I'm talking about it, I'm talking about what the United States have found because there's honestly around the world, like there have been cases identified in New Zealand as Ivali, but there hasn't been huge studies into it yet. And so the fact that it isn't all around the world in a interesting way is quite a scary thing. Like that we don't know very much at all. And like, I wish I could sit, sit here and tell you more. And I've looked so much into this, but I genuinely it, or, uh, wish I could tell you more about it because I will go into more. But the fact with all these details, I wish there was more I could talk about on the show here because not even from what I found, there isn't really much into it. And the problem is, of all cases reported around the world, and 96% of people need to be hospitalized, and many have died. And the fact that you're getting people, and especially young people, who, and it, it disproportionately proportionately affects young people because young people aged 18 to 24 is the highest age group that have in, uh, that are using vaping products. Um, so it is a really big thing. We, we're the biggest demographic of users of vaping and we're also the highest case numbers for Ivali because we've got the most cases, uh, most users. So the fact that there's a lot of dis... Well, there's a lot of pre... There's almost a lot of naivety, disinformation about vaping that is going around. Like, it's not outright disinformation. I think it's genuinely about people not knowing. And there's almost a false sense of security that vaping is actually fine for you and et cetera, et cetera, which isn't necessarily the case, hence the Avali thing. And it honestly should be something we as young people should be talking about with each other because actually... It is a serious risk that could happen as a side effect and of using vaping products. And the fact that when I try and talk to my friends about it, no one knows what it is. And I'm educating, like when I'm trying to have these conversations with people, it's almost like I'm educating people. And so I thought, actually, I really need to talk about this on the show because actually there's so many things that going on in this world that it often is sidetracked because the world is chaotic at the moment with COVID and uh, COVID's kind of clouded a lot of things at the moment but especially with all of this stuff it's really freaky that people don't know anything about it because if you're thinking of any other um it's considered a drug alternative for cigarettes where it's almost a thing that people can do that is considered better. And the freaky thing is they're not really sure now. It used to be the consensus that it was, but now today they're not really sure whether it is or isn't like it. it is better for you in some ways but it's not in other ways because it's giving other different side effects that aren't cancer so but who's to say that they could eventually cause cancer down the line because it's only with well if you take cigarettes for example it takes years and years and years before people get lung cancer from long use of cigarette smoking but we've only got 10 years max of use of um, e-cigarettes and vapes but it's only been mainstream in the last five years or so. So there's not really any research into this and there's not really any knowledge about it because it's such a new um, thing that is happening in the world. And yeah. And 
many people who get admitted to hospital are often on ventilators and even patients have to be put on oxygen to breathe properly and many people who do recover from Evali often get told to make appointments with pulmonologists that was a bit of a mouthful I'm trying to I'm looking at it going that's a hard word but um, I've got a few notes here but the pulmonologists and so often they have to they're monitored 48 hours after they've been cleared and they don't have any symptoms anymore but then for months they have to have follow-up appointments and the weird thing is they often either get told to stop vaping and, and often get given vaping alternatives like particular vape juices etc etc because but even then it's not a perfect and they don't recommend that you take that option um but the fact but they also don't know exactly what part of the vape is doing this to people whether it's particular ingredients in the juices whether it's the oh the odor itself or it's something in the mechanics of the um vapes um people don't know exactly what it is coming from and or even if the vitamin E component of the vape juices is actually what's doing it. It could be some other chemical that's in these vape juices. So um, people have to really get severely monitored and it's becoming more and more. And you and these people are people who have prolifically... Um, used e-cigarettes for quite a long time like a few years at least and I we don't know how widespread this will become over time and whether people who lightly use it versus people who are high users of vapes are going to be carrying or have have side effects that are vali or what it could be referred to in the future because because often with new with new Injuries or viruses, they often have several different names. And Ivali was, as I mentioned before, was originally called Vapi. Um, we don't know what the terminology will be later down the track. And because it's so new, they went from calling it an illness to a injury. And, and it could be changing ever more as we speak and all the knowledge about it. And so maybe this show, what I'm talking about now, will we'll, we might have answers six months down the track or even a year down the track. So what I'm talking about here now is not going to stay. I wouldn't. It's relevant for right now. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know how relevant it will stay going down the track because what I've listed here is what they know now and what they think they know about this now. So it's really, it's almost a watch the space sort of thing because Ivali is so unknown and so ever change all the, all the knowledge about it is ever evolving and ever changing and um the fact that they've only got two years worth of cases to go out also the, these two years have been in the middle of a global pandemic so it's not been a priority to focus on it and often people who do have Ivali often get mistaken for having other respiratory or preliminary diseases or viruses so lots of people who do have valley get tested for all these other things and often people don't even get diagnosed because no one you you wouldn't because it's such a new thing not many people have the resources to think oh it could be vaping associated because people don't think about vaping as a big deal like obviously when you go to the doctors or you ask other people if something goes wrong with your lungs first thing people ask are you a smoker like now we've got to start having the conversations about not just what smoking does to side effects for people but what also vaping does for people too because it's such a new thing and it should be talked about especially for us young people in the world with our especially with our bodies like we've got to take care of our bodies in which way we can and take choices and know our risks and what we're doing and our lungs are essentially one of it is one of our most vital organs and 
the fact that we aren't talking about it and don't know the potential risks of vaping that can result from vaping is quite a scary thing. And even the fact that doctors and scientists don't know very much at all either is the other scary thing because it's quite a um, thing we need. It's real food for thought that we should all be thinking about because actually... Uh, there's a lot of things out there in the world that we don't know about and we should be educating ourselves on so we're aware and we should be prepared and be able to make logical decision-making around our everyday lives with the knowledge of what these potential risks can be, can and can't be. So I'm going to go to a song break and I'm going to be playing a few songs from the um, Kiwi Music CD. And yeah, so here we go. We'll be back after the break talking about the sinking of Jakarta. It's the breaking news Wait for you to turn around to see you're still confused It's only a good idea when we're wasted in the club Intoxicated revelations disappear when we wake up Something I don't, but I'll figure it out All aboard if you want to sink Listen here, this ship is going down local music. Join Carl every second Tuesday as he brings you the latest in local music as well as some Kiwi favourites. Hear from the musicians, discover new music and celebrate New Zealand's unique music scene. That's Choice As on Youthstone every second Tuesday at 4.30pm on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. Imperfection 
I can hear the voices in your head telling them go away. I like this facade you got going on. But I can hear the voices in your head telling them go away. I like this facade you got going on. I can hear the voices in your head telling them go away. Everybody has something we wish we could tell our younger self. What would you say to yours? On Dear Younger Me, we'll be having conversations with people from a array of communities and contexts about what they wish they could say to their younger self. Tune in to Dear Younger Me on Youth Zone every second Tuesday at 4pm on ORFM Dunedin, 105.4 FM and 1575am. You can find podcasts of this show from oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app yznz.app
Kia ora and welcome back to Operation Rakatahi with Leo. So, if you've just joined me, I spent the first half talking about Ivali, e-cigarette or vaping use associated lung injury. Um, and this, and in this half of the show, I'm going to be talking about the sinking of Jakarta. So, um, yeah, so Jakarta has been sinking quite a bit for like the last 10 years and it's got a long history to why it is happening and there has been talks talks about it in the small parts of the news that you have to dig for to find in New Zealand whitewash media as I keep going on about but that's not the point of the show today. Um, so if you don't know, Jakarta is the, cap- the current capital of Indonesia and it is home to over 10 million people. It has 13 rivers that flow through it. And flooding is quite a frequent thing. And it's almost come to the point when you hear reports of flooding in Jakarta. It's kind of become not news anymore. Which is sad because that affects a lot of people. But because it happens so regularly, it's not, it's not particularly newsworthy anymore. So it's become... A problem, and unlike other cities around the world that are having flooding due to climate change and global warming all around the world, Jakarta is being fought by global warming, but it's also got a human element that is causing it sinking because it's not just sinking because the sea is rising that is happening for Jakarta, but also the land is going down. So you've got the water going up and the land going down, which is not particularly great at all. But currently, in its worst parts, Indonesia, in its northern part, because the northern part of the city is on the water, the southern part goes inland. And in the northern part of Jakarta, which is close to the coast, Every year, 25 centimetres, it sinks. And over the part, and it and it goes down. And in mid-Jakarta, it's about 10 to 15. And then it's about five further inland. And then right down at the southern border, when you leave Jakarta, it's about one centimetre per year. But that's expected when you go further inland. There's more elevation, etc., etc. But... Jakarta as a whole has already sunk 2.5 metres in the last two years. This is North Jakarta. Has or In the last 10 years, has already sunk 2.5 metres. That is like taller than me, me plus a half. Like, and I'm not a short person, I'm a very tall person. So like, which is really freaky to think because actually, imagine that, that's more than a doorway. That's taller than a doorway, like, it's freaky to think about that the city is lower than that and the problem is due to the melting ice caps global warming the world being the world the problem is this is what is the case all around the world the tides are getting five centimeters higher every year and this is not looking great for jakarta because the water's coming up but their land is going down the problem with this, it has got so bad, the government of Indonesia has announced that they're moving the capital to the island of Borneo, um, and it's hoping to it's starting construction in the next year or so, and they're hoping to be most to start operations and be starting to begin operations for some sectors of government and ministries by 2025 and to be completed by 2030. So. Jakarta is currently the capital, but it will not be for long due to this devastation that is happening caused by climate change and human-related reasons. And I will get to those human-related reasons in a minute, but there's almost no way out of this human-related reason because it's f- crazy. Yeah. So the reason why Jakarta is sinking mostly other than climate change related reasons is because Jakarta doesn't have a huge it doesn't have a plumbing system the same way we do it doesn't have pipes that run under the city 
and have a tap in every house and every building. That's not a thing in Jakarta. And it has been this way since the 1600s when it was colonised by the Dutch. And I will get to the Dutch's... The Dutch's colonisation has actually got an effect on why it's set up, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, but the problem is, the, um, the citizens of Jakarta, they actually pump their water from the ground. Now, which sounds all right. Yes, there's fresh water under the ground, but it's not actually great. Yes, they're getting water to drink, but how they're getting it is not particularly great because the problem is when you pump um, groundwater, the problem is, think of it like it was a balloon. Like, think of the ground as the shell of a balloon and then the water fills in what would be air in a balloon. If you extract air from a balloon, it shrinks, as you would think. The same thing is happening with the land. When they extract water, there's less space there and the ground goes down. And this is the topsoil. It's not under the crust of the earth. That's absolutely fine. This is more topsoil that the city is situated on. And also, parts of Jakarta are reclaimed land, so it's not particularly great when some, even the bits that aren't reclaimed, are getting their water extracted. Now, there have been projects in the past to monitor this, and in Jakarta there's a very messy, and I would call, it's very messily laid out system, where people have to get licenses to pump, but the problem is, and it's usually for big businesses that are licensed and big landlords that own several properties usually get these. But the problem is, People pump the groundwater all the time without license, but it's not monitored particularly well. And so you've got every single business under the sun. So the local mall pumps its own. Every house, every housing complex has a pump. They're essentially wells and they people fill up buckets and everything and get all they need from these pumps. But the problem is because it's not been monitored now and people are managing to freely pump this water, there's no monitoring it and there's no rationing of it to mitigate the sinking and also the problem with this is they've been pumping that groundwater since the 1600s and so this is decades upon decades centuries upon centuries of this extracting and there's lots of land subsidences like landslides and this has also caused flooding to be so prolific, hence why there's so many floods, because 13 rivers, rising sea levels, and the ground they're all standing on is sinking below because of their extractions. This is why Jakarta is, is almost an enclave of water-related chaos. And But the problem is, if, if the residents of Jakarta stopped pumping that water, they would not have fresh water to drink, which is... The sad thing, and they'd have to spend billions of dollars on getting water in or move, or relocating people out of the city, and which is what they're starting to do. They're spending billions of dollars to relocate the capital. But that's leaving the people who actually live there. That's just removing government officials and related organizations out of there. So there's kind of a classes system in that. You're leaving all of the lower-income workers just to sit there. This is 10 million people we're talking about, twice the population of New Zealand. So in a small in a in a small area, this is yeah. Now, there is problem. There are the government has of 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 Indonesia have had systems of building seawalls to try and keep the water out. And as research into this field has said, Seawalls don't particularly, like, they're a good idea in theory, but they're not particularly, they're not a good long-term investment because they're only good for so long because the water will continue to rise, the land will continue, because you're building it on the land as well. Like, the land is going down too and the water is rising. So, and also, they've already got a really messy system on how they're they're going about this because there are patches of wall all across the city, but 
it's not consistent enough. Water can still get through and the land is still going down. And so I don't think Jakarta has also got the good environment for seawalls because they're going to have to build it on ground anyway. So the water, it will go down anyway and they'll have to keep building it. But they're currently investing $40 billion, $40 billion this is US, uh, $40 billion US dollars in building a giant seawall that covers the length of Jakarta across its northern areas. And which, honestly, I think is a good idea partly a waste of money and it's not a great way to go about it which is quite sad that it's the yeah so Jakarta is often is gonna is in a real pickle and the problem is scientists are predicting that in the northern in the northern part of Jakarta which is affected the most that is sinking at 25 centimeters per year they're expecting 95 percent of it to be completely submerged by 2050 which if you think about it is not that far away that's 29 years away which is freaky to think like that's within a generation in a generation's time we're not going to have a Jakarta anymore and the northern part of the city is the most built up of the city as well because it's by the coast as you do look at Look at most cities, they're most built up by the coast, like because that's where the ports are. It's where the access is to the sea. So which is really freaky to see because it's quite gutting for people who live there and just imagine two like that's ten million people. It, it's quite hard to fathom that they're not going to have a home particularly in 30 years like it's scary to think and and often that it's not just it's a whole mix of everything like it's not just climate change it's also human related catastrophe i'm going to get into the reasons why jakarta's sewage system is set out this way now if you didn't know in the 1600s, Indonesia was colonised by the Dutch. And it is no longer a Dutch colony. It is an independent nation, and it has been for quite a long, long time. But the problem is, when the Dutch colonised it, they segregated the white population from from Europe and the indigenous um, Indonesian population into separate areas. And... Originally, they were all living, pumping the ground for water anyway. And they had wells and everything. And that segregation happened. The Dutch knew about this in the 1600s, about what extracting the water would do. And when they realized the city was sinking faster than what Venice was, which is sinking too, don't get me wrong, and it is well known for its sinking. It's considered a picturesque location to go to it to go to. Everyone knows it's sinking. It's all built on water. But the fact they talk about Jakarta being sinking faster than Venice is a scary thing. And they knew about this at the time. And what had happened was after colonizing the city, they moved inland. All the white population moved inland and all of the indigenous population stayed in the city. And this indigenous part of the city is now what is known as the, the coastal northern part of Jakarta, which is the most effective. The, the white Dutch population moved further inland towards the southern part of it, which the southern part of the city does have plumbed um, water, plumbed water, but it's really small, and it's only where they've got the old colonial buildings, as you would, that were built by the Dutch in the 1600s. And the fact that there was such a classist divide on water, um, especially that it just shows, and this is fed through to today, that the population, even though the Dutch are no longer 
have have authority over Indonesia, and they have not for such a long time. It shows that even something that happened 400 years ago plus is still having an effect to this day. Now it's being exacerbated by climate change and over-pumping of the water today and centuries of pre-pumping. And also population growth has caused another major issue that why they've had to pump the water because Jakarta wasn't always 10 million people. Like It's only been in the last century that it's shot up and the population has shot up to 10 million people. So... It's quite a scary thing to know that how some events that happened, and I'm just doing a broad overview that what happened in the 1600s. That's a very brief overview, and it's still having an effect today. And it shows that, especially Indonesia, well, Jakarta in particular, is not fully decolonized to the extent because they've still got systems in place that were put there in the 1600s. Like, yes, they're completely independent and they don't have authority from the Dutch anymore. They've still got issues of water that were set out because of racial prejudice that happened in the 1600s and they lived through a segregated regime back then and now they're living with the catastrophe of what happened. And, And the only reason why they didn't plummet decades ago is... The money wasn't there. They didn't need to because they didn't know it was sinking at the rate it was. And also the city has only recently shot up to 10 million people. So there's been even more plumbing and even more pumping of the water than there had been in the past. So the problem with Jakarta is there's almost, it's really hard to get out of this one because the city's already below the water table and it, even if they stopped pumping it now, plumbed water in from the mountains, what can you do? The water's still rising and the city's already below the water table, which is why the... So it all it opens up all these questions, which may be quite sad to think about, that it's almost a done deal what is happening with Jakarta. But what are you going to do with 10 million people? And they're already moving out the capital to the island of Borneo. So what can you do with a city of 10 million people that's already below the water table because of overuse pumping of the water? And yeah, so I don't know what is going to happen over the next 30 years, but it is something to watch and it's lots of floods will happen because floods happen all the time whenever monsoons happen. And it just, or any time it rains in general, there's lots of flooding. And it's situated on 13 rivers, the entire city. Like 13 rivers flowing out into the ocean. The ocean's rising and the land is sinking. So it's almost a watch this space. And like, and we should talk about this because the fact that 10 million people potentially won't have homes in the very near future is scary to think about because that almost sounds what will happen in the next 30 years sounds very dystopian and 10 million people will probably be relocated and it might be yeah so what happens next will be something to be worried about and behold so yeah so now I've got to wrap up the show that disappeared on me very quickly. Um, if anything in the show has struck a chord with you, or you just want to find support regardless, um, contact 1737 for support from a train counsellor. I always include this in the show so everyone knows where to get help. Um, make sure you download the Usone app to listen to the podcast back if you've missed anything. If you've just joined us now and missed this one, you can go back and listen to it. It's available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Um, follow my inst- follow the show's Instagram page at operation.rakatahi and give me a follow. And flick me an email on operation.rangatahi at gmail.com if you want to come on the show as a guest, you've got anything you would like me to discuss, 
you'd like to nominate a guest that you think will be good, flip me an email. And also, keep the mask use up. Do what you can do for the community. Book your vaccine. Do what you need to do to keep us safe. And keep the discussion going because this this isn't just a... This, this whole show and all the topics I talk about is something that I hope that can create discussion and it's yeah because these are issues that we are especially the Avali um, is something that you'll be fa- we're all facing in the community because as young people whether we like it or not we're facing it but no one's talking about it it should be something talked about and Jakarta is talking about Jakarta is looking out for what's some of our um some of our neighbors like in the world like they also live on the pacific on the edge of the pacific ocean they're they're both in front the jakarta is in our world and we should be looking out for what's going on in the world because it's only one planet and we should be looking out and know what is going on just because it's not happening to us doesn't mean it doesn't matter yes of course it matters because this is millions of lives that we're talking about and just because we live in a privileged enclave of the world doesn't mean we should be disregarding what's happening out in the world. We should be thinking about this and in the know. So, yeah. So thank you for tuning in. Um, hopefully we'll be at level one. If not, we'll continue on for the next show. And yeah, so kakiti anō. Bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.